Hey, welcome to Wayfair, where we just want to go to Kokomo, or pretty much anywhere that's warmer than here. I mean, seriously, it's March, and it is freezing out there. Goodness. Anyway, in the midst of the slurry of sound bites, this podcast is like anti-media. It's filled with gaps and places for you to join in and respond. It's like hot sauce for your soul. Spicy. Well, unless you're not into hot sauce, and then it's it's like, uh, I don't know, what's, what's the opposite of hot sauce? Uh, warm milk? I don't know. But seriously, why don't you like hot sauce? It's delicious. It's only half finished on its own, though. It needs you to be complete. Together, we'll explore a variety of spiritual practices, old and new, from Lectio Divina to guided prayers and meditations. And each day of the week, we'll focus on a particular attitude or a spiritual posture. Today, we're focusing on liberation, as we think about how Jesus pulls us out of our shame and into community with others. Now, throughout the podcast, you'll encounter a variety of voices and even be invited to participate. There will be places for you to respond in prayers and readings and songs, so join in as you feel led. But seriously, I'm still wondering why you don't like hot sauce. Maybe we should talk about this more, okay? Because it's, it's delicious, really. But anyway, listen to your heart, be attentive to the spark of the divine within you as we journey together. Hi, this is Diane. Will you pray with me? I will pray a line ending with, In Christ, I am free to be peace. In Christ, I am free to be love, and so on. I'll leave space for you to repeat those lines after me. So when I pause, you can repeat the phrases, In Christ, I am free to be peace, love, etc. Now let's pray together. When the sounds of hate surge, in Christ, I am free to be peace. When fear is weaponized, in Christ, I am free to be love. When injustice turns up its nose, in Christ, I am free to resist. When prejudice builds walls, in Christ, I am free to be generous. When hearts are broken, in Christ, I am free to be comfort. When faith is failing, in Christ, I am free to be present. When trust is absent, in Christ, I am free to be hope. Amen. What wondrous love is this, O my soul, O my soul? What wondrous love is this, O my soul? What wondrous love is this that calls the Lord of bliss to bear the dreadful curse? 
Today we're talking with our senior pastor at Central, Mark Johnson, as we think about liberation and how our spiritual practice involves community. Today I have another reading from New Seeds of Contemplation by Thomas Merton, uh, selected passages from chapter 8 that's titled, Solitude is Not Separation. True solitude is the home of the person. False solitude is the refuge of the individualist. The person is constituted by a uniquely subsisting capacity to love, by a radical ability to care for all beings made by God and loved by God. Without a certain element of solitude, there can be no compassion because when one is lost in the wills of a social machine, one is no longer aware of human needs as a matter of personal responsibility. One can escape by plunging oneself into the midst of a crowd. Yet actually there is no more dangerous solitude than being lost in a crowd. One who does not know he or she is alone and who, do, who does not function as a person in community. The common life can either make one more of a person or less of a person, depending whether it is truly common life or merely life in a crowd. To live in communion, in genuine dialogue with others, is absolutely necessary if one is to remain human. Last week I talked about the importance of meeting God one-on-one, to encounter God in the solitude of our own life as as a contemplative practice, uh, to enter ourselves into the presence of God um, as a form of devotion, to encounter God in what Buber called the I-Thou relationship, that God is personal, God loves us and cares for us. We bring our whole person before God to become acquainted with our true self and God's love for the true self. And just as seeking God in solitude is an important spiritual discipline today, I want to think about seeking God in community. That it's important for us to not only encounter God in the midst of um, our own quietness, but it's also important for us to encounter God in the midst 
of our own interaction with others. And both of these dimensions are a spiritual practice. Particularly for Baptists, we have hyper-individualized our experience of God to such an extent that often we think it's just me and God and no one else. And as long as God and I are cool and we're okay, then I really don't need to worry about any other responsibility I have. And just like we can be alone without thinking about God, we can be in the midst of a crowd with other folks and never think about God. So while it's important for us to develop the devotional life in our own quiet devotional practice, it's also important for us to develop the spiritual life in community. It's important for us to seek God in the face of the other in the context of a true exchange, in the context of a true relationship. And by far the best place where that happens is in the community of faith in the beloved community, in the kingdom of God at church, where we covenant together to recognize the presence of God as a collective, not just as individuals. That while we seek God in solitude, it's also important for us to seek God in community. Just as we bring ourselves before the image of God in that quiet time, of sacred practice, we also seek to be with the image of God in the other, which is not the same thing as just being with others. It's just not hanging out. That the, the committed discipline of worship and prayer and Bible reading and sacred song and trying to think about the scriptures and their application for our daily living is claiming the presence of God that exists not only for me as an individual, but also for us as a community of faith. That somehow we must move in balance between the two poles of God loves me and God loves us. And for Baptists particularly to recognize this, this calling in faith is not merely an individual calling of faith, but it's a corporate calling of faith. It's a calling for us to be together. It's a calling for us to have true dialogue with each other, to listen to one another, to care for one another. Uh, the Bible says we are to laugh with those who laugh and cry with those who cry. And where we're, when we're together in this sacred covenant, we recognize that we're on many different points of the spectrum. Some of us may be having no problems at all. Some of us may be having enormous amount of problems. Some of us may feel like our faith at that moment is strong. Some of us may feel at that moment our faith is almost non-existent. And it's the strength we get from being together and recognizing that we are here to help share each other's burdens and celebrate each other's successes. That we are shaped in that larger form of God's image in us. And we get, um, we, we, we are able to uh, remove ourselves from a faith that can lend itself to being very selfish, very self-centered, um, 
and, and very narrow to a place that is enriching, transforming, and, 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 and a place where we have mutual responsibility with each other. And it's important for, I think, particularly in a Baptist church, for folks to recognize that both of these poles of seeking God's image are extremely important to balance our spiritual lives. We, we move into solitude not to retreat from the world, but to be able to enter back into the world with a greater sense of meaning and purpose and preparedness. So in our individual practice, as we pray for others, we are, in terms of our imagination, being led into the connection we have with the wider world. And oftentimes uh, we are encouraged in our prayers to not merely pray for the presence of God in us or to think about an encounter with God, but to pray for others. And by praying for our community of faith or for people in our family or people in our community or the unknown stranger that just needs prayer, we are, as individuals, still reminding ourselves that we belong into a bigger world with larger concerns. Um, So I think one practice we can develop away from the crowd is to pray for the crowd, to pray for the church, to pray for the world. And, and that reminds us that we are players in a world that includes so many more than just myself. Now for our practice today, let's take some time to pray for others. I'll give us some short prompts And you can think of some folks in your community who need prayer. Picture them in your mind as we pray together. God, we come to you now and we pray for our fellow wayfarers. For a friend who is sick. stranger who is tired.
for a colleague who is frustrated. friend who is grieving. you, God, for inviting us out of our shame and into your beloved community. In Jesus' name, amen. collecting beatitudes. You know, the sayings of Jesus we find at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are the meek. Who would Jesus call blessed today? Write your own beatitude and call it in. Just leave a message at 859-813-0150. That's 859-813-0150. Or you can find the number in our show notes for the day. Wayfarer is a production of Central Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, a loving, healthy, and progressive gathering of Christians where everyone is welcome, no exceptions. Find out more about Central at lexcentral.com. This episode was produced by me, Aaron Austin. Thanks to everyone who joined in, and thanks to you for listening. Join us tomorrow for another step along the journey. Do it again. Okay. We'll fix it in the mix. Yeah.